Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> friend of the show and writer and narrator extraordinaire jasmine arch has just launched her own podcast if you're looking for mythical creatures across the world from the fantastic and wonderful down to the dark and deadly the misterhood of the traveling tales is one podcast you don't want to miss in season one the misters explore all that is dragon you can tag along on their journeys via www.misterhood.com. And once again, that's Misterhood, as in myth and magic, and Mister as in sister, Misterhood.com. Today's episode is Cherub, written by Denver Grenell and narrated by Justin Fife. The trouble began with a dream. For many, a disturbing dream isn't usually a cause for alarm, but for Kelvin Jennings, it felt like a dark omen. In the dream, Kelvin found himself sauntering, almost floating, in a slow motion down the white, brightly lit corridor of a deserted hospital ward. There was an antiseptic cleanliness to it, and an odd buzzing sound reverberated through the air, as if there were a swarm of bees nearby. The din came from behind the frosted glass windows that ran down the left-hand side of the corridor. Kelvin noticed a door halfway along the wall. Compelled to enter, he found a dimly lit room filled with rows of small beds. The sound came from dozens of newborn babies laying in the cots. They all droned as one in an eerily synchronized manner. Kelvin moved closer to one of the beds. A baby boy lay there, happily kicking his feet. The boy stopped murmuring as his eyes locked on the Kelvins. The chorus of sound made by the other babies halted. A ghostly silence prevailed over the ward. 
The boy's almond eyes stared inquisitively up at this new face before him. Unnerved by the baby's intense stare, Kelvin moved over to the next cot, where he froze. The same boy lay there, looking up at him with the same expression on his tiny face. The next bed, the same. And the next. As if cued by some omnipotent conductor, they all began to scream, unleashing a high-pitched oral assault on Kelvin's ears, like the feedback from a thousand electric guitars laying against their amplifiers. Kelvin woke with a start, his heart beating a thudding rhythm in his chest. The dream was etched into his mind with vivid clarity. He felt as if he had just finished watching a movie and stepped out of the darkened theater into a sunlit reality, caught between two worlds. Faint traces of the baby's screams echoed through his mind, repeating over and over. No, not a baby. It was his phone on the bedside table vibrating insistently. He glanced at the caller ID. Mum. Oh, shit. He accepted the unreasonably early call from his mother. Hi, Mum. His mother's sharp, business-like voice cut through Kelvin's morning days. Kelvin, darling, how are you? I'm okay. You? Oh, you know me. A box of fluffies, as always. Uh, How's it, Dad? Kelvin grimaced at the mere thought of his father's disapproving face, a look he was well accustomed to. You know your father, Kelvin. Happy until he isn't. Well, which is it today? I'm not ringing to talk about your father, dear. I wanted to talk about you. Me? Why? What have I done now? Kelvin ran a hand through the mop of his brown hair. Two weeks overdue for a chop, he thought. That's just it, Kelvin. You haven't done anything for a long time now. Not since... What's her name, anyhow? Cecilia, I thought you liked her. I liked you better when you were with her. She motivated you. Remember all the plans you two had? There was a pause. Wait for it, Kelvin thought. I was really hoping you might have made me and your father grandparents by now. His mother finished. Kelvin struggled to contain the rising anger within him. The buzzing sound from before had returned, this time louder, distracting. Uh, Look, Mom, I've got to get moving. Thanks for ringing. Bye now. Kelvin hung up and threw his phone on the bed. The sound of crying intensified. What the hell? Kelvin shook his head as if the sound was something he could physically dislodge. The faint warbling continued. It was coming from somewhere nearby. Is this... Still the dream. Where's that crying coming from? He paused, listened intently. Outside. It was coming from outside. Kevin lurched from his bedroom towards the front door and pressed his eye to the peephole. He saw no one. Just a fish-eyed view of the front porch. But the sound continued. A doleful mewling, like a cat with a thistle in its paw. He fumbled with the lock, then swung the door open. As he stepped outside, his left foot struck something hard. Kelvin stooped over to examine the offending object. Laying there, in a brown wicker basket, swaddled in a white woolen blanket, lay the baby boy from his dream. 
just as in the dream, when the boy's eyes locked onto Kelvin's, the noise abruptly ceased. Fuck me! Kelvin sat on his couch with his cell phone to his ear, staring at the boy in the basket before him. The boy happily returned the look. Annoyingly upbeat pop music blared from the phone. It was the third time he had heard this song since the child welfare had placed him on hold 20 minutes ago. Kelvin sighed and put the phone on speaker and dropped it on the couch next to him. This is still a dream. Wake up, man. He gave himself a brisk slap on the face, but all that accomplished was a sharp stinging in his cheek. A strong pinch to the arm just left a red mark. The baby giggled at Kelvin's comical acts of self-harm. The tinny Muzak continued in the background. Okay, pal. I guess I should give you something to eat. Do you like milk? Of course you do. You're a baby. The boy just looked at him blankly. Reaching down, Kelvin tickled the boy under the chin. The boy chuckled, revealing a smile that was all toothless pink gums. Don't you worry. Uncle Kelvin is going to take good care of you. At least until I can offload you to the child welfare services. No sooner had Kelvin thought this, the boy started crying. His face flushed with a bright pink as tears streamed down his round cheeks. Although he knew it was just coincidence, babies cry, that's what they do. Kelvin was unnerved all the same. It's okay, buddy. I'm not going to leave you. He tickled the boy again. The tears stopped as quickly as they had begun. A song. That's what you need? The lullaby his mother sang to him as a child came floating out of the ether. He hadn't heard it in thirty years, but as he opened his mouth, the song emerged, fully formed. Go to sleep, my little baby. Go to sleep, my little babe. You and me and your mother make three. There ain't nobody but the babe. Within two minutes, the boy's eyes had closed. Kelvin reduced the song to a soft hum. The hold of music blended with his voice to create a soporific wall of sound. Laying back on the couch, still humming, Kelvin let his eyes close. Just for a minute... Kelvin again found himself in the hospital corridor. It seemed bigger, taller somehow. Again, he walked to the door. This time, the handle was at eye level. Reaching up, he opened the door and entered the room, except it wasn't a maternity ward this time. Instead of a room full of cots, there were now dozens of full-sized hospital beds, laid out in orderly rows. He approached the nearest one with trepidation and saw himself lying there. Again and again, and again. Each hospital bed had a sleeping clone of a full-sized adult Kelvin Jennings. Cautiously, he reached out and touched the other Kelvin's hand. All the Kelvin's mouths flew open and uttered the same high-pitched guitar squall scream. Kelvin jerked awake. He was slumped over on the couch in the living room. The wicker basket still lay in front of him. But it was empty. The baby was gone. Shit, buddy, where'd you get to? How'd you get to is more to the point. Kelvin swung his legs off the side of the couch and went to stand up. Strangely, 
He dropped to the floor with a thud. What the hell? Kelvin's waist was level with the seat of the couch. His clothes hung loosely around his body. What is going on? Am I still dreaming? He heard the sound of light footsteps and looked up to see a boy walk casually into the lounge. The boy looked to be about ten and was dressed in one of Kelvin's old Led Zepp t-shirts and a pair of his Nike running shorts. The boy had tied one of Kelvin's work ties around his waist as a makeshift belt. He was casually eating an apple he'd no doubt grabbed from the fruit bowl. Who the hell are you? Kelvin stammered. His voice had gone an octave up, probably due to the shock. The boy looked at him quizzically, as if it was a trick question. He swallowed his mouthful of apple. I'm Kelvin, silly. The real Kelvin shook his head in disbelief. I haven't got time for games, kid. Where's the baby that was sleeping in here, in the basket? And how the hell did you get into my house? Kelvin glanced at the front door. It was still bolted and latched, but this kid couldn't have done that after breaking in. The cheerful look vanished from the boy's face. Well, I woke up and I was cold and hungry, so I borrowed some of your clothes in this apple. Is that okay? Where is the baby that was just here? Kelvin's agitation had made his voice even higher than before. He felt lightheaded. This is so fucking weird. I, I need to sit down. He tried to get back on the couch, but it was too tall for him to climb. Why was it so big all of a sudden? The room turned to liquid and started to spiral into a kaleidoscope of blurred colors. Kelvin's limbs felt like concrete pillars. He lost his balance and toppled over. The floor rushed up to meet him as light gave way to darkness. Sweet, blissful darkness. Kelvin was floating down the hospital corridor once more. He was more of a spectral presence now. Again, he approached the door. Again, he entered. But now, the room was a morgue. Cadavers lay uncovered on embalming tables each one a pile of gray, pallid skin and limp flesh sagging over dead bones. Kelvin floated over to one of the tables. A lifeless, white-haired version of himself lay there, mouth open, as if he was asleep. As he moved closer, the dead man's eyes burst open. White, blinding light exploded forth. Kelvin's body jerked, releasing him from the dream. He tried to move, but his limbs were held firmly in place. The white light remained, but softer now, almost resembling clouds. There was a constant swaying motion, as if he were on a boat, floating on a gentle sea. A rhythmic thudding sound filled his ears. Footsteps? Occasionally, there were flashes of green and blue above his limited field of vision. Moments later, or was it minutes hours, days. There was a great thump, and the movement stopped. He tried to speak, but no words came. His mouth was full of saliva. Running his tongue around his mouth, he was alarmed to find he had no teeth, just gums. Panicking now, he tried to yell in protest. A high-pitched squeal was all that came from his throat. A face came into view. It was him, a huge version of himself loomed above. 
Safe travels, little buddy, the imposter said in a booming voice that he recognized as his own. The other him stood up, then turned and walked away. Kelvin screamed in protest at this nightmarish indignity. The only thing he could do physically was to voice his extreme displeasure into the air as loud as he could. After what seemed like minutes, he heard the loud wooden bang and footsteps. A new voice now, a man, as loud as a foghorn and full of surprise. What the hell? Where'd this baby come from? I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Sheriff was written by Denver Grenell, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Duncan Muggerton, with music by Andrew Kayan and Tom Robson. And sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration is provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Denver Grenell is a writer of dark fiction who lives with his family in a small rural town of Featherston in New Zealand. A lifelong horror hound who got back into writing after a long break he is now making up for lost time furiously expelling every idea that has collected inside his skull over the years. His stories have been featured in Crystal Lake Publishing's Shallow Waters Anthologies and Black Hair Press's Ancients Anthology. Follow him on Instagram at at and also on his horror account at beware.the.moon. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash Cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters are available at gumroad.com forward slash Cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.